also the biggest drawback to actually uh, having seasons out here is to having actual allergies out here. <laughs> so, and we're out of allergy medicine, so that's going to be fun for me, but at least I got a bunch of stuff done on your chicken coop, right? Yeah. It looks really good. I'm actually really, really happy about it. It looks so pretty. I really was worried that I was not going to get the hinges right on those doors. So, do you think it's too heavy for you, or you think you're going to be okay with it? I'll be fine. It's not a matter of being heavy as long as whatever it's going to sit on when it's up is reliable. I, I won't be worried about it. Yeah, I think I'm just going to go with uh, sitting up. Like, Well, I'm going to put the bricks into the ground. I think those will be enough to give us the displacement that we need on it. But I don't know. What do you think about putting windows on that? Because there's got to be a place to put the windows. I can either put them on the sides, but we have the one side that's already got the electronic, uh, the remote control door. And then the other side just faces the bungalow. So I'm not sure which one to do. Or I can put them on the front because you don't want to put them on the back because that's the uh, nesting boxes, right? Yeah, and the point of the windows is supposed to be ventilation. So I would assume the because the front has a higher, like that's where the roof is higher up that mm -hmm. would be smarter for the windows well i've got the space up there it's about three and a half inches that's over there right now i was going to close it up but i figured i better not and i was thinking i could either go and get they have the little uh, recessed um vents that they go they can go up there or i could just leave it open like that but if i leave it open like that my only concern is that like wasps or something else can get in there that's kind of like my big concern to it. Yeah, wasps and the if we get the rats and everything back at any point. Oh, I think we do. Unless, well, no, I think we do because I went into the bungalow looking for like a a good handle to be able to use for the door, mm -hmm. and the only where the shelf that I was on saw a bunch of crap. I saw a bunch of poop sitting in there. Fun. And I'm like, oh, good, because last time they chewed up my wires and everything else, and so. Hoping that, uh, I don't know, maybe we got to put the cat in there or whatever. Actually, well, wait, weren't we supposed to have another dog today? Yesterday? Or yesterday? Today. I'm sorry, I, yesterday. I, don't, I, I, I don't never know. actually knew what was going on with that. I just, we talked about it on Saturday and then I, I got told that they were coming over yesterday and then nothing happened, so I, I don't know. Yeah. I'm kind of curious about that one. I'm going to ask her because I was thinking it was going to be somebody for Roxy who, she just... She won't stop just eating whatever she finds. Yeah. Like she's, she's just acting like she's starving. And I don't understand because when she when we first got her, she was perfectly fine and she was super timid and she was really slow and gentle on her food. And then out of nowhere, she just started scarfing it down and everything. And, and now she's just eating everything she comes across. It's not like, you know, Sky and Jack where they go and they get, you know, little bits of grass every now and again. They find something that's like actually edible that like one of us dropped mm -hmm. but she just she goes after bird seed she goes after cat food she goes after anything that anything would eat she'll eat it even things that aren't edible she'll try to eat it so it's just it's i don't even know i don't know what to do it's it's extremely frustrating i feel like every time that i have her outside i have to have her tied up if i want her outside because i can't be working in the garden and keep my eye on her every second especially when she's like she'll run around with a toy and then drop it next to something that she wants to eat. And so it'll look like she's chewing on her toy when actually she's found something to eat. And then on top of that, we're about to hit pecan season again. And she was trying to eat the pecans before and pecans are extremely poisonous for dogs. So I'm, I'm just, I don't even, I don't know. I just, I don't know what to do at this point. It's, 
going to take some you know probably gonna have to like call the vet and just ask them for their uh recommendations on it because at this point i I don't want to have to put her in some kind of pen because it's just it's not the dog the other two didn't like it and they Mm -hmm. chewed their way out of it and they're just expensive and they're ugly and i don't i just don't want one so yeah it's no it's not a solution for sure so because i'm looking at it I, I don't know. Maybe it's just because she's a puppy and it's something she's got to grow out of. But the fact that she ate the bird's uh, suet, right, mm-hmm. and then pooped it out and tried to eat the poop bird suet. So yeah. I was like, oh, that's just pure awesome. So and I just I yeah, I don't want her to die or anything. But at the same time, holy crud, she is just like and she's an escape dog with her harness. I put it on tight and she I like tighten yeah, it up all and the she's way still all the way tight. It's still not like as tight as it could be. And I don't mm-hmm. want to like fatten her up because of like this. It's just it's just frustrating. Like the only thing that I can think is instead of feeding her the way that I am to feed her like smaller portions three times a day or something. But it's just I don't know if I'd be able to keep up with that. I genuinely don't know if I would remember because I don't even eat three times a day. So yeah. I don't I don't. It's not like I could just go, oh, yeah, when I go to eat breakfast, feed her. When I go to eat lunch, like, I, c- I can't do that. So I don't know. I I may try morning and night and give her the same portions that I give her for dinner at both times and see how she reacts then. And we'll just, yeah, we'll just, we'll see. I may have to figure out, like, maybe it's that, yeah, this food is, like, great, but it's not something that she's so interested in that she's, like, it's satiating her hunger. I don't, I don't know. I just... I have to experiment and I have to figure it out. Yeah. And I, uh, I don't know. I'm, I I guess I got to start looking at closing off the rest of the fence and just maybe see. But the thing is, is that we have the weirdest damn dogs because mm-hmm. we have dogs who like to eat peas. Yeah. Like I've never had a dog that would go into a garden and eat strawberries and peas before. And we have two. And then Jack just, disappears and goes wherever the heck jack wants to go so mm-hmm. yeah well we got to figure something out so hopefully we can get something figured out and yeah nikki said that she just hadn't heard back from him so she doesn't know what's going on but i'm like well maybe having another puppy would help but now i'm worried that what if that other puppy does the same kind of stuff that we'll see so and with that said welcome to the morning grind of the stupid podcast on everything where i'm joey and i'm kiki and we talk about everything and nothing all at the same time so what, how many uh, national days do we have today? Two. Awesome. All yours. Well, obviously, it is May 1st, so it is May Day. Nice. So May Day ushers in a traditional celebration of flowers in spring. In many ancient calendars, May 1st welcomed the first day of summer, which was truly a cause for celebration. May Day has been a traditional day of celebration for centuries, with some of the earliest appearing in pre-Christian times. One of the more popular rituals was harvesting flowers and giving them to neighbors and strangers in cone-shaped baskets. These May baskets became more commonly known as May Day baskets. The current tradition is observed by hanging a cone-shaped basket full of flowers or other gifts on the outside doorknob, then knocking or ringing the doorbell and running away. What are a few May Day celebrations from around the world? In English tradition, the observance is celebrated by crowning a May queen and dancing around a maypole. The Finnish recognize a carnival-type celebration in the streets that includes a special type of lemonade made with lemons, brown sugar, and yeast. In France, it is correct to give people either dogwood or lily of the valley, while Italians celebrate with a seasonal feast in honor of the arrival of spring. So here are seven ways to celebrate May Day. While there are several ways to celebrate the day, don't limit yourself to just one. We recommend choosing several of these spring options to celebrate throughout the day. 
dance. Either dance around a maypole or just dance with someone near to you. Plant flowers. Make a point of planting wildflowers and you will attract pollinators such as bees and butterflies. Make a flower crown. When you finished, wear it on or put on or put it on the queen in your life. Fill a basket with flowers. Then deliver it to your neighbor, ring the bell, and run. You can also deliver flower bulbs that your friends and neighbors can plant in the yards. You can make a mayday basket and f- fill it with flowers and sh- treats and things like strawberries or blueberries to, uh, to share. And share your mayday creations and dance moves on social media. You know, I've seen the Maypole dance, and I've seen it with like 20, 30 people, I think. I don't, I don't even know how many people it was, but I can't figure it out. Like, the way that they interweave and go about it. Because the one I saw, they actually were moving in opposite directions. Yeah, that's the one that I've seen. I, The couple of times that I've watched it, I think that it's one of those things that you... Because it's supposed to start off slow and get faster as you go. Mm-hmm. And at least the ones that I've watched... And so it's, I think it's one of those that, you know, you get the hang of the pattern and then it, whatever, you know, the music is that it's playing or some kind of choir or like chant that they do it to, it flows with what you're supposed to be doing. So it's kind of, even though, you know, we're used to music on a, you know, a three-fourths time measure, we, you know, sit there and one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and we can go things, you know, pretty much dance like that. It's kind of the same thing where... You know, one, two, three, four will have one thing, and then five, six will be the same thing, but then seven, eight will be something different, and you'll swap directions. So it's, I, I, at least what I've seen, it looks fun, and it looks, yeah, they interweave and swap hands, but it's like a galloping kind of, you're just going to the beat, and it makes sense when you're doing it. And if one person messes up, then, you know, more than, you know, a bunch of people will mess up. And I've actually seen that people have, like, not necessarily, like, competitions, but it's kind mm-hmm. of, like, when they do it, they'll do it until the last person is standing and they'll be the May queen, the May day queen. So I've seen things like that. They put a flower crown on them and then they just continue to celebrate and have fun. It was actually, if anybody's watched midsummer, that's actually the, that's the celebration that they are celebrating is May day. So I thought that was a cool thing that that's a, that's a big, huge, you know, part of it. And I, I loved, you know, they had the dance there and they had, you know, a bunch of things. So it's it's pretty cool, and I've always wanted. You know, I think celebrations like that would be probably really fun to be a part of. I've never done any kind of like group dancing like that before. The the closest I got was when I I learned how to square dance in like the third grade, and I don't remember it at all because it was just one of those things that you just like we learned for PE, and then after that nobody talked about it or did it ever again so i i don't remember but i'd love to learn that because i watch people square dance i watch watch people line dance i watch people you know just all those things look super fun as groups and everything especially now that like we're down here and like we we don't go and participate in like the karaoke nights or anything but Mm -hmm. there are a lot of places in texas obviously because it's texas that do all of those kinds of things so it's just i i you know i think it would be fun i'm sure that you know, anybody that's participated in it has probably had fun because they always look like they're having fun. So, no, I, I I feel like if I did it, I'd understand it. But watching it, it looks really cool because it looks crazy. Yeah, no, I'm I'm looking at like the different patterns for it and. I'm just I'm blown away like some. Yeah, you're right. There's absolute competitions for it. And I'm like, this is just OK. And I was trying to look up Midsummer, and it was not letting me look that up either. I know 
I know that you guys started watching it. I started watching it, and I don't remember why I didn't finish it. We started watching it all together, right? Were we here or in Sacramento? We were here. We watched it. We finished yeah, it. We I watched it. It was, but it was also like we started it at like eleven o'clock at night, so we oh. watched it late in the night, and then I don't know. You probably just checked out because you were tired or something. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah, afterwards you were like, "Well, that was." creepy and we were like yeah and you're like just on satellite like yep that's that's pretty much that's the vibes and the very end of it is like it's every single time i watch it it just sends absolute chills down my spine and okay yeah, yeah I'll, so we, I'll probably like start watching it or something and then just go oh yeah this oh yeah because i've done that before like uh what was the one nicholas cage one with the bees oh man i can't remember which one that was yeah, I have no idea. Uh, that's yeah. He literally was like a screaming, not the bees, and it had uh, uh, Sole Mo- or uh, wow, I can't remember her name. But anyways, all right. So yeah, so and that you know, so the celebration for that was May Day then. So in the poll and everything else. Mm-hmm. So all right, what's our second day? It is National Chocolate Parfait Day. Okay, you got me now. <laughs> so we have a hard time resisting a sweet celebration for National Chocolate Parfait Day on May first. The delicious layers of chocolate, cream, and more, chocolate sweetly stacked together, is enough to make a skip lunch and go straight to dessert. Enjoying a delicious chocolate parfait on May 1st would be the perfect way to end your day or start it. We will leave that up to you to decide. We simply provide you with an opportunity to indulge on the scrumptious food holiday. In French, the word parfait means perfect. French and Americans, however, have a different... have a differing opinion on what a parfait actually is. The traditional French parfait is made by boiling cream, adding egg, sugar, and syrup, then creating a custard-type puree, which is then frozen. Americans, on the other hand, layer ingredients of differing varieties. Both French and Americans use a clear, tall glass when serving a chocolate parfait. While National Chocolate Parfait Day focuses on the chocolate parfait, that does not mean you cannot experiment with other fresh flavors. For example, fresh fruit and cream go quite well with chocolate. You can top... uh, and you can top and add other ingredients, such as pretzels or cookie bits. The options are limitless and can only be hindered by your imagination. Some people may consider a chocolate parfait a comfort food. Though a parfait can be made into a healthy food, today is about indulging and treating yourself with a chocolate parfait. We will, however, meet the healthy people halfway by recommending adding strawberries or raspberries to your parfait. So enjoy your version of a chocolate parfait today with family and friends. Create a chocolate parfait bar with a variety of ingredients to all everyone to all everyone and Wow. <laughs> to invite everyone to build their own parfait. And then, obviously, share your favorite recipes and photos on social media. But you don't like chocolate. Like, not That's, really. Like, Well, I mean... It depends. I don't like rich chocolate. Okay. If something is, if something is not super rich, I tend to like it more. Like, people like, you know, like the... What is it? Um... Like, devil's food cake, I think, is mm-hmm. where it's supposed to be, like, the super, super rich chocolate, and you're supposed to use chocolate frosting with it and all that. And, like, what's the what's the one that's got the, it's all, it's an entirely chocolate cake with uh, maraschino cherries on top of it. Oh, the German, is that the German, German chocolate yeah, cake? German chocolate and cake. And there's black mm-hmm. forest cake. Like, black, all yeah, of those things are just, there's it's too much. I don't like chocolate cake, mm-hmm. necessarily, but if it's, like, like, I won't say no to chocolate cake if it has a good nice thick buttercream frosting but again i it, that's just like that's too much for me i feel like it's just uh, it's i don't know it's too decadent for me to enjoy it i can have like two bites and then i have to be done so uh, if it's if it's just if it's not too much mm-hmm. i like it so 
it, it really depends. And sometimes, like, when I'm closer to my period, I it really do enjoy chocolate. It's it, I've had times where I've been, uh, like, because I don't like dark chocolate. But there was a time, like, yeah, I don't know, it was like four months ago now, mm-hmm. that we had, because we always have Russell Stover chocolate in this house, and we had one that was a dark chocolate pack that was in the storage room. And I was like, you know what? Um, I you know there there's a couple of cream ones in here and those ones tend to not taste super like dark chocolate mm-hmm. and so I had one of them and I was like oh man yeah that was that was like hitting the spot though and so then I had one of like the normal dark chocolate truffles and I was like why did I not hate that and I proceeded to eat almost that entire box of chocolates oh yeah and uh then I I literally did not touch it after that and I ended up putting it back in the storage room because it's still just chocolate but yeah I. It was not good to me after my period, so I just think it's funny. It, I I like dark chocolates closer to my period or on my period every once in a while, but it's just yeah, it's just weird. <laughs> me and my relationship with chocolate is just weird because it changes constantly. There's not a single day that you can ask me what I like if I wanted chocolate, what chocolate I want, and get the same answer as the next time that I want chocolate because. I'm just, I don't know. Well, don't your know stuff why. switches around anyways. I mean, there's times where you want something that's chocolate and rich, but then, like, if I come to you with a thing of orange sherbet, then, you know, it's like, yep, that works. And then there's yeah. other times we're bringing you orange sherbet. It's like, nah, you know, you'll say thank you because that's, you know, you're awesome like that. But at the same time, you'll be kind of, I can tell when it's like you're more in that chocolatey kind of, or not not even necessarily chocolatey because, like, you can have fudge or brownies and things or something that's oh, I like. I love fudge. See, yeah, which is crazy but um i did have a girlfriend and it was literally the only i think yeah it was the only time somebody ever made a parfait for me was wendy um and she made it with avocados Hmm. and it was it was still chocolatey it was just she did it was so you know because avocados are just so creamy when they're right and it's like it was just it was a level of cream where i feel like if somebody doesn't get the cocoa quite dissolved or the sugar quite dissolved you know and it just gets that little bit of grit and mm-hmm. i and i'm more sensitive to that but it was she used the avocado as the fat and it just ended up being so decadent and i i should look it up i really should because it's it's good but you can make it with like milk chocolate but i think the dark chocolate is better and i know that when it comes to dark chocolate given the choice between milk chocolate and dark chocolate you're going to go the milk milk route. And I understand. Mm-hmm. I, do, I honestly, I like I've said, I think I've said it before is that I actually like milk chocolate better than dark chocolate. I just like the way that dark chocolate affects me afterwards. Mm-hmm. So yeah, definitely. So, but when it comes to parfaits, I will say this, what they serve at McDonald's is not a parfait. <laughs> do not put it on par with anything else because it's, yeah, don't, 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 uh, short yourself on that one. So definitely you don't have to. So but and and that's the other thing I thought about. My favorite parfait topping is not raspberries. It's not strawberries. It is black cherries. But I don't think I've ever seen black cherries out here at all. Yeah, I no, I, I but I also don't go looking for anything like that. Hmm. We've Every time we've gotten maraschino cherries, we stumbled across them. We weren't going, oh, we need maraschino cherries. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe we just haven't like looked. Oh, no worries. All right. Well, anyways. Don't forget to hit that follow button on whatever you're listening from. Like our podcast page on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. You can find all of that in our link tree in the description. And be sure to visit our website. Stupidpodcastsoneverything.com. And until we see you hopefully this afternoon, peace out with your peace out.